Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. So, God's been doing some really, really good things in and through this series. I really encourage you, if you have not listened to last week's message, go back and check it out. We talked about the power of forgiveness. The Lord dropped something in my, in my, in my spirit that, that, um, that I shared last week, and it was this, that unforgiveness has kept almost as many people out of the kingdom of God as unbelief has. Unforgiveness has almost kept as many people out of the kingdom of God as unbelief has. And so I encourage you, like this unforgiveness stuff that we deal with, you know what I mean? The right to get even and all those things and and the passive aggressiveness and all of those things, like you better deal with it. You better deal with it because the Bible is clear on, on many things. It's absolutely clear on one thing, and that is you will not be forgiven if you don't forgive. So check it out. It's not that straightforward. There's a lot of humor in it too because you got to commingle some humor in with heavy messages, but I encourage you to go check that message out. It'll change your life or at least has the ability to do so. Today is important for our church. This message is, is, is uh, you know, I've, I've preached similar messages in the past, but I want us to know today that um, that the reason why I feel so strong about this message is because there have been messages in the past that I've preached that some people have been ready for and other people have not. So some people have adhered to the word that I've shared in the past while others have not. And how many of you know that God will continue to send messengers to get you a message until you respond to the message. At least we hope that's the case. What we don't want to do is become so calloused to, to hearing but yet not doing that he just stops speaking. And, um, and that is a very big possibility as well. And, um, and so, so today's message is for us and I just know this already that some people are going to respond to today's message and some people will not. And I encourage you, because this is the word of the Lord, to respond to today's message, to really lean in. This is is a one-point message, and it's going to take me about halfway through speaking till I get to the one point. So just write number one on your page and just wait for the one point. This is a one-point message, Not, not, not three points and then three action steps like I usually do. One point. One point in some scriptures, so make some room. <clears throat> Joshua chapter 1, verse 10, it says this, Joshua ordered the officers of the people. So there were, there were people appointed to serve the people. These men uh, were in authority. Joshua ordered them, the officers of the people, to go through the camp and to tell the people, get your provisions ready. Somebody say, get ready. Three days from now, you will cross, you will pass over. The title of my message, I'm giving it to you right now, is The Power of Passage. The Power of Passage. Three days from now, you're going to cross, you're going to pass over the Jordan, and you're going to go in, 
and take possession of the land that the Lord your God has given you for your own. And so to experience a season of power, this is 2023, a season of power, to experience this type of season, there have to be seasons of passage. You are not going to experience seasons of power until you walk through seasons of passage. And so the title of my message is The Power of Passage. Passage is this, the definition, the act or process of moving through, under, over, or past something. Going from one place to another. It says this, the act or process of moving forward. Moving from one condition to the next. A season of transition. The action of passing through a place en route to its final destination. So once again, <clears throat> for change to occur, we cannot remain the same. Something has to change. We've beaten up this, this, this statement far too much, but I'm going to beat it up some more. You know, that uh, uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and 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 over again, but expecting different results, right? That's crazy. Like you got to change. You've got to get through some things. You got to, you got to continue. You got to keep, you got to keep moving. And so I want us to know, and we just come out of 21 days of prayer and fasting, right? I want us to know that God has spoken to so many people that have come and given their time to prayer and fasting so much revelation has, has come, personal revelation, family revelation, so much revelation of God's word. I had many people tell me, wow, God really spoke to me through his word. It's been so long since that's happened, you know, one person said. And so, so revelation, what it does is it requires application. God doesn't just show us something so that you can, you know, be head heavy. Head heavy. I just came up with that. I was like, that, that really, I need a shirt made. We don't want to be head heavy. Like, like thoughts, you know, weight you down. The reason for revelation is for application. Like God reveals himself to us, come on, on purpose and for purpose. And there's something typically that needs to be done. Guess what? Even if that thing that needs to be done is just sit and wait. That's application, right? God reveals something. And, and if you're just moving, you're busy, 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 busy. And, and the Lord's saying, listen, I want you just to sit and wait. You've been given revelation and the application is just sit and wait. And so I want us to realize also that there's an anointing on the house of Grace Church. There's an anointing on, on every house of the Lord, right? Like there's, there, the, I mean, we're all the same, and many things are the same, but then some things are different. And I felt led to encourage you in the anointing that's on this house. One of the things that's on this house is we are debt-free. We've been debt-free We've been debt free for, matter of fact, when we built this sanctuary, I think we were debt free, Dr. Bob, if I'm correct, within a year, within, within a year, maybe even, I, I don't know, maybe I'm stretching it, but I think, it, I think it was within a year. What is this, sign language? 
two years. I like two months better, but I'll take two years. And so pastors, you can never trust them fully. They will always make things sound better. There were 72 baptisms last week. There wasn't 72 baptisms last week. <laughs> See how easy that is? I got to be careful. I got to be careful. There wasn't 72 baptisms last week. But we're debt free, and that's, a, that's an anointing that is, on, that is on the house. We do a lot of baptisms, and so I want you to know that that represents new life. So there's new life. There's an anointing of new life on the House of Grace Church, right? There have been restored relationships. We talk an awful lot about relationships and, and getting your relationships in order. And so, so that's a part of us. We talk a lot about empowerment. Come on, if God is with you, then everybody else should be, is what I like to say. You know, nobody should be against you because you're on the losing end if they're against you. And um, this is a house of encouragement. It's a house of care. It's a, it's a house of, of love. It's a house of service. Right? We do, we do a lot of service. Like, like we have been saved to serve. We have been saved to do. We've been saved, you know what I mean, to be. And, um, and we also talk about unity in the house of the Lord. And so what I'm saying is this, that the anointing, I want you to lean in real quick, check this out. The anointing that is on this house, it's being transferred to your house. See, one of the things that I realize and know is that, that, that man, Grace Church is a, is a saving grace. People say that they come and they feel, they feel comfortable. They feel at peace. And I'm just saying, listen, that the anointing is, that is on this house, it is going to be on your house as well, right? But for these things, and for some of you, you're like, man, it's been that way forever. And God bless you if that's the case. But it's not the case for everybody. And so for you to step into what I'm talking about, there is a season of passage. There's a power of passage. Something has to change. Come on, for that to be the, 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 the case. And so, so there's many examples of people in the Bible of of, uh, of people in passage or transitioning in the Bible. We've got Joseph that passed through the pit to Potiphar's house, right? And then he went from Potiphar's house to prison. And he had to go through prison to get to the palace. And so here's three different major points of passage in a man that we study, we love, we love to read about his life, the hardships, that he's gone through, but yet the faithfulness of the man of God to keep his eyes on the Lord. Here's just three of, of the many transitions. These are the major transitions, the points of passage that he's walked through in his life. We know that the Jews passed through slavery, 400 years of slavery, to get to their promise of freedom, their promise of, of ownership. Paul went from being a persecutor to a preacher. Paul, the Apostle Paul, went from being a reader to a writer. He, he sat under some of the greatest minds of his time learning, and then the next thing you know, he is, he is, he is writing, he's authoring in and through the power of the Holy Spirit in his life, right? He went from a heart of hatred, come on, to a heart 
that, 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 was, that was pliable, that was, that was, um, that was filled with, with love. Elisha went from a student to a prophet, right? Remember, he was, he was Elijah's right hand, and he was watching, and he was observing, and then he has this moment. Give me a double portion of what my mentor has had. And, and uh, he, he went from being an observer to a doer. These are all points of, of power, points of transition, and then, of course, even Jesus. Even Jesus, the Son of God, even Jesus, the fullness of God, manifests in the flesh, went through many, many transitions. And so um, it's time for you, somebody say, it's time for me to pass over to what is next, to transition, to step into what is next because it's God's plan. I heard one guy say this many years ago. He said, it's so cute when a baby, a little baby, you know what I mean? It's finding their personality and and, and they throw a fit when my, when my grandbabies, Stetson, not so much now, but little Harper, when she throws a fit, I, I, this is what I tell her. Oh, little Harper, you throw the fit. You throw the fit. She likes it much better than you like it, I can tell already. <laughs> I say, oh, little Harper, you want to throw the fit? You throw the fit. And she gets more mad. And I'm not provoking her. I'm just trying to strengthen her just a little bit. But I tell you what, it is so cute when a little girl, you know what I mean, makes her little fists and, and maybe even pounds on the table. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm so mad. It's so cute. It's like, oh, look at her. That's so adorable. It's not that cute when you're 30 years old and do the same thing. That's a word for somebody this morning. Online. That's a word for somebody online this morning. Right? There's, there's a power of passage. Like, like what's cute in one stage of life is not so cute if you, if you remain in, in, that, in that place. And so there have many, been many people that have transitioned in our church. You know, we just lost a, 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 a dear, dear brother in the Lord, Norm Wall. And um, his service is going to be February 25th, and I encourage you, please come out and remember, remember this man's life and, um, and celebrate his life with, with the family and with our church family. It's just going to be a beautiful time. But, but sometimes people are alive, and then they transition. They go on to be with the Lord. Amen? How many of you know that's not such a bad thing whenever you're in the Lord? I'm telling you what, the promises that await us the promises of God that are yes and amen for those that are in Christ Jesus, are, it's pretty hard to be super sad about. I mean, we're going to miss and we're going to, we long for the relationship, but I'm telling you, like that, every single one of us are going to be together again. Somebody do this on the count of three. Get your fingers ready. One, two, three. We are terrible. We are absolute, we can't, we got to work at getting this thing together, but. But other people have come to Grace Church and they've left, right? It is for a season of time, and that's okay. God's called them, you know, someplace else. This is a point of passage. People have grown up in this church. They were boys once and now are men. They were girls once and now are women. They were kids once and now have 
kids themselves, right? These are very important parts. Some of you have worked for years and years and years, 40, 50, 60 years, but now, like this year is your year of retirement, right? You don't have to go back to work anymore, and you just smile at all of us that still have to. You just smile, and you just, you know, those poor people. And, um, and then Brock, he's not here, but Brock Windmill was here at the, you know, I believe for 21 days of the 21 days of prayer. And he came up to me yesterday and he said this. He said, Pastor, you know what's crazy? He said, last year, every time I came to 21 days of prayer, I felt, I felt the Holy Spirit. Like the Holy Spirit was so close to me. And I haven't felt the Holy Spirit one time this 21 days of prayer. I said, oh, that's interesting. But he said, you know what the Lord showed me? The Lord showed me, but yeah, look who's with you. It was Brock, I believe by himself, last year during 21 days of prayer. Now he's got his whole family here, 21 days of prayer. And then, and then I shared with him, I said, you know what, it's interesting. When we're brand new believers, brand new in the faith, Oftentimes we need that close connection. We need to feel the, the presence of God. And it's beautiful. Even if you've walked with God for 62 and a half years, it's wonderful to feel the presence of God. But how many of you know that there's times where God's saying, listen, I'm here whether you feel me or not. And, and, and there's a maturity that comes the longer that it is that we walk with the Lord. And so I said, Brock, even though Come on, you don't feel him. You need to know that Holy Spirit is here. God is with you. Amen. Some have moved from half-stepping with Jesus to being all in, to being an observer, to a player, from getting off of the bench and onto the court. Some of you guys, you have felt like you've been on the court too long. You've retreated back to the bench because you're, you're old. And I'm just saying, I don't see in the Bible, I don't see in the Bible where anybody goes back to the bench just because they're, they're, they're old. And you, you ain't got nothing on some of the people in the scripture that were 160 years old, 300 years old. Like you are youth still. So get back on the court is what I'm saying. Get back into the game. Nobody's saying amen. That's all right. That's all right. Listen, I want us to know this, that 2023 is a year of opportunity. There's going to be space and place Come on, there are going to be people that need what it is that you have. And you're going to be surrounded by them this year. The encouragement is, is make ready. So my challenge is simply to get your attention. I haven't even reached my number one point yet. But it's to get your attention and to help make you ready. 2023, some people in this church are going to pass from brokenness to wholeness. You've loved the Lord for many, many years, but you've got so much brokenness in your life that you've still been just kind of working through. This year is going to be a year of wholeness for some of you. It's going to be a year where some people move from depression to joy. Come on, some people are going to start new businesses this year. See, you've always worked for somebody else You've always worked for somebody else, but the Lord is now saying it's time, come on, for you to take your place. And not only are you going to work for yourself, but instead of just it being a one-man show or a one-woman show, you're also going to have the responsibility of employees. So you were employed at one time, now you're going to be an employer. See, it's hard sometimes to, to see these things because we feel defeated. 
but I'm telling you that God is for you. This is a season of power, and you're fixing to step into victory. Victory is on its way. Another thing that the Lord just dropped in my spirit as I was putting this together, the final touches on this yesterday, that, um, that the, the, the mantle or the anointing of the, inv- the evangelist is increasing this year. The, 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 the mantle, the office of the evangelist is increasing this year. Come on, some of you, what that looks like, some of you have never shared the gospel with somebody. You've never, you've never led somebody to the Lord. But I'm telling you, that person that has never will have multiple opportunities and will in 2023. Amen? You're going to be evangelistic in, your, in the way that you live. You're going to be aware of opportunities. You're, you're not going to be afraid, come on, to point people with Jesus. You're not going to be afraid, come on, to breach that topic. Come on, you're going you're gonna to share it. And the power of what you share, the Lord is going to use to change the heart of men and women. 2023 is a year of salvation. So here you are. Are you ready for point number one? You're like, I'm excited. I'm ready. I've got my number one and my dot in the middle of my page. I didn't have to waste a bunch of room because this is a very simple message. This is your point number one. It's all about preparation. Your point of passage, your power of passage is all about preparation. See, for some of you, God has already spoken some things to life in you. But let's just be honest. You haven't acted on it. I told you earlier that revelation requires application. So some of you have been told some specific things, but you've not taken a step towards those things. And so you've got, you've got this revelation of who God is and you've, and, and you've heard you know, who God is personally, not through somebody else, but yet you've failed to put things in order. See, some of you have not prepared. The Lord has told you in years past to get your finances in order. And you've thought, wow, I've got a long time to do that. You have failed to prepare, and so your finances aren't in order today, which could potentially be the reason as to why I'm sharing another message like this. I told you at the beginning that some of you are going to listen to the message and you're going to apply the message and then some of you are not. You're just going to think that, oh, okay, that's another cute little message and we've got time and and I'll think about that and I'll pray about that. But honestly, had you had put your finances in order, the opportunities that has just passed you by, they've passed you by because you've not been prepared and you've not been ready. But had you had listened, come on to the word of the Lord in your life, get your finances in order, you would have been prepared. Right? Richard and Bryn, I'm so excited about where God has them. They've, they've went through FPU, Financial Peace University, paid down thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars in debt, this close to being completely debt-free, and now are leading FPU. Why? Because they've seen the power of God in their life. And so you've got to be prepared. Some of you, the Lord has been telling, get your house in order. Get your house in order. Get them kids lined up. Get things straightened up, right? 
You start disciplining your kids and, and people. And this is the thing is we used to live in a day and a time where people had more of an open door to say, hey, listen, your kids are a little bit unruly. I don't know why, because it's not politically correct or whatnot, but not looking at anybody. Some of our kids are unruly and some of them need discipline. Right. And so the Lord's been speaking to you. Get your kids disciplined. Not looking at no, nobody. <laughs> but come on, we are raising this next generation. They have to be disciplined for what it is that they're fixing to step into. And listen, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. And honestly, it might even cause people to leave the church. And this is so important that if people leave the church, then that's fine. That's fine. But how about we as a church make a decision, come on, to help parents to involve ourselves and invest ourselves like it used to be. That if your kids or somebody else's kids are unruly, you know what I'm saying? Just to say, hey, listen, not today. Or if you see a kid talking back to a mom, talking back to a dad, being completely disrespectful and defiant, that you step in and give that parent some support. Now listen, what, the, 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 let me, before you clap your hands, let me share with you what's gonna happen. The parent is going to be ticked off and leave. It's the same situation. This has nothing to do with my message, I promise you. This is all for free, but you know what I'm saying? It needs to be said. We live in a day and a time where schools, in our school districts, parents are ridiculous because, because teachers absolutely have no teeth come on to, to keep classrooms in order. You know why? Because parents, you think you're... We think, we think, not you, we think that our kids are angels and they're not. How about we get back to the point, come on, I, I, got, I got spanked twice in high school that I remember, and maybe three times because it hurt so bad I lost some memory. But this is the deal, I guarantee you, when I got spanked in school with a paddle with holes in it, I signed it twice, maybe three times. I was getting it whenever I got back home too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't know how in the world we've gotten to where we've gotten, but it's not good. And I know that's not good grammar, but Matt will line me out later. I promise you. All right. So get your relationships in order. Your past is filled with misopportunity. Why? Because you've not been ready. You haven't read the books that you were supposed to read. You haven't made the connections you were supposed to make. You haven't mended the relationships you were supposed to mend. And you haven't stepped in the faith that God had, had, had told you to exercise. But this is the wonderful news. God is the God of second chances. And even though one opportunity, two opportunity, five opportunities, a hundred opportunities have passed you. Why? Because you've not been prepared He's the God of the second chance. And I want you to know this, that you can put this baby into play and, and you're going to be ready for the next thing that comes your way. That was good. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> the Bible said to jo or Joshua said to the people, pass through the camp, make yourselves ready, get your provisions in order, 
Do what you've been instructed to do. Why? Because we're fixing to move. We're fixing to cross over and take possession of what God says was ours to possess. The worst thing that can happen is when opportunity presents itself is for you to miss it. Why? Because you've not been ready. I'm saying the same things over and over and over again, just different ways. Why? So it'll be sticky and you will begin to get things in order. Even the world knows this. You got to strike while the iron's hot. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> the world understands this. Let, let, let me, I'm, this is not prophetic, but I feel like something's happening. Listen to me now especially if you're young or if you are renting a house right now. See, if you would have put your finances in order, this isn't here yet, it's not here yet, but I fully and strongly believe that it's coming. If you would have put your finances in order when the Lord told you back here to put your finances in order, when this market crashes, which it will, I believe it will, I, I fully believe that we're going to see another 2008, 2009. Had you put your finances in order when the Lord told you to put your finances in order, you might be sitting on enough money to put on a down payment on a home that you can't even think about putting or, or owning right now. There is going to be a sliver in a section of time, I believe. I could be wrong. I don't believe I am. There, 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 there may be shortly a sliver in a section of time where that house, which was once unaffordable, is now going to be affordable. And if you've got your house in order, your finances in order, you're going to be on the ready, come on, to make an investment that not only could change your life, but your children's life and maybe your kids' lives, their, their kids' lives. Come on, we're talking inheritance, right? Property is the same way right? And so I'm just saying, get ready. And if you've got some time to put a little bit of money away right now, it might be a wise thing to do. I'm not a financial counselor, planner, but I'm telling you this, that, that people that are ready take advantage of opportunities that present themselves. And people that are not ready miss them time and time and time and time again. I've said enough about that. I'm moving on says you're going to cross over the River Jordan. The River Jordan is mentioned 180 times in the Old Testament. It's mentioned 15 times in the New Testament. This river is a significant, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a significant resource. It's a, a significant topic in and through the, the, the area in which much of our Bible takes place. And so the children of Israel were wandering lost for 40 years following Moses. The time came when Joshua leads them back once again. Just this morning I was thinking it was possible that they didn't enter into the promised land 40 years prior because their hearts weren't prepared. So they had to wander until all the people or the majority of the people died off before they came back to the same space, the same place. And so Joshua is leading them, listen, it's time to cross over. See, their crossing over was crossing out. It was leaving the wilderness into the promise. Leaving the wilderness, stepping into their promise. A promise that had been given years and years and years and years before. And so 
I'm saying this, that you may be familiar, a situation that you're dealing with may be familiar. You've been waiting generations for God to do something that you've been asking him to do, expecting him to do. And I'm just saying that it's coming. The Jordan was 200 miles long. It went from a high elevation to a very, very low elevation. It went through many different regions, some very dry regions, and then also it went through some, you know, some very veget uh, vegetative or veg a lot of vegetation. And so it empties into the Red Sea. Abraham and Lot separated at the Jordan, right? Jacob wrestled with the angel at the Jordan. Israel crossed over on dry ground at the Jordan. Naaman dipped seven times to be healed of his leprosy at the Jordan. Pretty significant things, right? John the baptizer preached at the Jordan. Jesus, the Savior, was baptized in the Jordan. So what are you saying? I'm saying this, that the Jordan River is a reflection. It could be a reflection of your troubles, your struggles, your difficulties, the things that you wish were different. Like it might be the very thing that is separating you. You're in the wilderness right now, but if you can cross over, if you can make yourself ready, if you can prepare, then you will possess the very things that God says are for you to possess. For those who are stressed, God sees you. For those who feel like giving up, God hears you. He has seen your tears. Nobody else knows that you've even been crying, but the Lord has seen your tears. Something is about to shift. Keep pushing, keep reaching, and keep believing. The Bible says in Luke 18, in verse 27, what is impossible with man is possible with God. See, you may have, you may have given up on the whole idea of anything being, you know, better than what it is right now. But I'm telling you, what is impossible with man is possible with God. This is the year of kingdom business. I got four minutes left. Better hurry up. It's a year of kingdom business. Don't be surprised when opportunity presents itself. Simply prepare. Prepare is the name of the game. Preparation is the word of the day. David experienced many transitions. I encourage you, come out to Wednesday night. They're doing a study on the book of David. Such a great life. Such a great person. A real person, I remind you. Not a, not a made-up person. This is a real person where they're studying his life. And he experienced many transitions. But I'm telling you this, there was always preparation before passage. Like he did things right, he did things wrong, but when it was time for him to move, there was preparation and then passage. He was a shepherd. He was tending sheep, protecting the flock, right? Killed a lion, killed a bear. He's thinking, wow, okay, that's my point of passage. These are points of transition. No, that was only in preparation, come on, for him to face his Jordan, which came in the form of a Philistine giant, right? And so he had had all of this great success in preparation, come on. And I'm telling you, when he took the head off of that giant, this was significant, and it was a major turning point in his life. You know the story. At a glance, we see that David transitioned from shepherd to a warrior 
to a king. And each position, you need to understand, had, had different roles and different responsibilities, right? You couldn't, you couldn't be a warrior, come on, uh, with, a, with, a, with a shepherd's mentality. There's different responsibilities. Different. You can't be a king with a shepherd's mentality, even though there are many things that, that cross over. But you've got to go to new levels of faith. You've got to go to different levels of understanding. All of these things happen in preparation. So what do you need to do is my question. What has God told you to do that you've not yet done? What have you been dragging your feet on? Come on, what steps that, that you, you felt like it was a good thing to do multiple times in your life, but because of fear or insecurities or, or doubt that you've just talked yourself out of it before you've, 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 you've stepped out onto the court. Some of you need to get water baptized. It's a big, it's a big step. For some, it's very difficult. Others, you need to be bold in your witness, right? Some of you... And this just came to me as I was putting this final touches on it before the service today. Some of you, your next step of transition is simply just coming out from the sin that you're entangled in. Like, like you love Jesus, but not to the point, not to the point of, of, of coming away from that thing that's got a stronghold on your life. I appreciated Joe Cook in our pre-service meeting today this is what he said he said i was listening to an author or a podcast or something i can't can't he was listening to somebody that's good enough and he said that people go through three stages they go through the reluctant stage the stage where they're just kind of like i don't know about all that serving the lord and then they and then they cross over they've got a they've got a, a point of passage where they become a believer but they just believe enough you know what I mean? To, to, to be saved. Nobody wants to go to hell. Hell's a real place. But they come to this point of being a believer. And the third, the, the third step in this progression is that somebody is a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. Meaning that if, if, if he says go, you'll go. If he says do, you will do. And I just thought, man, what a simple, powerful way to see that. All of these are points of passage. Being lost to being found to being to being somebody that, that somebody that duplicates the same. And so if you are caught up in sin, ask God to forgive you of that sin and come out from that sin. You know, the, the God that we serve is faithful and just to forgive us when we ask of him. But you got to make a decision to come out that you're not going to keep playing games and 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 but just you got to come out you got to change your life honestly you got to die to yourself and give your life to Jesus and really that's where life begins now, the last passage of scripture and I'm closing only 39 seconds delayed Deuteronomy 29 29 this is such a beautiful scripture it says this the secret things belong to the Lord our God I want you to know this, that there are secret things that we don't know about God. And that is intentional, right? They belong to him. They've not been yet revealed to us individually or, or corporately. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed, somebody say revealed. The things revealed belong to us and our children forever. Why? That we may follow. Come on, when he reveals something to you, it's a point of passage 
But it's not a point of passage until you put the application, you put it to, you put it to work. Amen? Real quick, I just want you to stand um, just right where you are. I want to pray for you in closing. I want you to, I want you to stand. You can remain seated. If you, I, I didn't get a chance to finish my, my challenge here. Some of you are going to sit back down just real quick. So if you're down, don't stand up yet. If you have something that the Lord has just revealed to you this morning in this message that you, you would like prayer for, we don't have to know what it is, but there's something that you're like, listen, that word spoke to me and I'm, I, I need prayer. I'm going to make a, a, a commitment today. I want you to stand to your feet. If there's something that you're getting ready to, 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 to put into play in your life. And then if you don't have anything, you can go ahead and just sit back down. So if you do have something, stand to your feet. If you don't have anything, just go ahead and sit back down. Awesome. I want to pray for you that are standing here, okay? Just put your hands up like this, almost like you're getting ready to receive a gift from the Lord. I believe that's what's going to happen here. So, Lord, I just thank you so much for today, and I thank you for these beautiful people. God, I even pray for those that are online right now that are saying, yeah, count me in on that too. And Lord, we just, we just love how your word is able to meet us right where we're at, to remind us, to direct us, to encourage us, to even show us even sometimes the, the, uh, the, the pitfalls that are around us. And I just ask in Jesus' name that whatever these people this morning are saying yes to, whatever portion of the, of the message or whatever the conviction of the, of the revelation, whatever it is that they're saying yes to, Lord, we just come into agreement that, Lord, that this is going to come to completion that this year is going to be the year of tremendous change. Maybe this person has, has come up against this brick wall time and time and time again. They didn't realize that the wall could easily be pushed over, and so they just see it, and then they give up. They come up to the wall again, they see it, and they give up. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that they put their hands on the wall with a tiny bit of effort, it's a supernatural thing that's happening, but that wall tumbles down. It just falls over. Uh, just like Jericho, the walls came straight down. They didn't have to put much effort. A little bit of marching, a little bit of rucking, a little bit of hiking. The walls came down. So, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that these wonderful people, God, would be able to experience that kind of victory in regards to what it is that they've stood to their feet for this morning. I pray these things in the powerful, beautiful, precious name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's worship the Lord. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.